You talking about football? Yeah, football. NFC. North. Then let's talk football. Welcome back, everybody. This is Headed North, an NFC North podcast, and I am your host, Detron. Look, it's about four days until the NFL season gets kicked off because I'm recording this on Sunday. Look, the Detroit Lions are going to be taking on the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City to get the season kicked off. And that could be the start of Detroit's run to the Super Bowl. Okay, let me stop. I know you probably don't listen to the show for my weird conspiracy theories, but this is our year. Oh, now I sound like a Cowboys fan. All right. Scratch that. Let's start the show over again. We're going to be talking about who made the 53-man roster for all four of the teams in the NFC North. We're also going to talk about who's playing who week one. We're going to rehash or refresh some of our predictions about who's going to win those games. And then I'm going to sign off with probably my favorite part. Uh, I'll see you guys after the season starts. But that's getting ahead of myself. Look, this week's show is sponsored by the same people who have sponsored previous shows, and we really do appreciate them. Our sponsor for this week is OffRackShop.com. OffRackShop.com is an online thrift store. They have men's and women's clothing, accessories, shoes, and more. So if you haven't already, visit our show notes or link in description, and you can get a 15% discount off of your next purchase at OffRackShop.com. Hey, it's that time of year. It's that time of year, four days until we get kickoff. But before we get into kickoff stuff, let's talk about who made these 53-man rosters. And we're going to get started with um, with the Chicago Bears. Chicago, there weren't a whole lot of surprises for who was going to make the Chicago Bears 53-man roster. They revamped a lot though. So they have new individuals on the offensive line. They swapped out quite a few players on the defensive line. They have improved their um, their linebacker room. As a matter of fact, the linebacker room looks pretty good. They've got, uh, let's see, where's that? We've got Edmonds, Edwards, Jack Sanborn, Noah Sewell, who is a rookie, uh, but Panay Sewell's brother, and then Dylan Cole rounded out that group. That's a pretty solid linebacking core. So all of those individuals made the 53-man roster. They also kept seven wide receivers and three tight ends, which... Shout out to Mercedes Lewis for being the last tight end kept by the Chicago Bears. Mercedes Lewis is like the ultimate veteran. He's been doing this thing for like ever. And for him to still make an active roster, I think is dope. So just shout out to Mercedes Lewis. Uh, There was no real surprises coming out of the quarterback room either. So you got, of of course, Justin Fields. He's not going anywhere, certainly. But then you had... uh, P.J. Walker was the only quarterback of that group that got cut. They kept uh, Tyson and they kept uh, Nathan Peterman, which if you looked at any of the preseason, you could see why P.J. Walker didn't make the cut uh, and the quarterback room is what it is. Now, there's question marks behind Justin Fields, but you hope that you never have to get back there. Although Peterman did show his ability to roll out, hit some passes. So I'm not all that tore up about him being in the mix for the backup quarterback, but I'll tell you something that you probably hadn't paid attention to. Chicago has put together a pretty good running back room, right? So they've got uh, Khalil Herbert, Dante Freeman, uh, Roshan Johnson, and then they got Travis Homer as 
the fourth string, who at one point was a leading back in Seattle. This running back room is probably going to share a lot of carries, but they got some quality talent in there. And I think that's one of the things that people have not paid a lot of attention to with Chicago is that they've improved in so many areas. They put some real weapons around Justin Fields. They solidified their defense. I am really looking forward to this week one matchup against the Green Bay Packers because Jordan Love was talking some crap. So I can see Chicago really having a chip on their shoulder as they take on these Green Bay Packers. And boy, oh boy, I'm ready to see that. Speaking of the Green Bay Packers, uh, they are going to be taking on the Chicago Bears. And uh, that's a 325 game evening. It'll definitely be a highlight of our division because you've got two divisional teams taking on each other pretty early on. You've got some storylines between Jordan Love and what he said about Chicago Bears fans. You've got the fact that Aaron Rodgers had owned Chicago Bears when it comes to wins and losses, and now they don't have that roadblock on them. So there's a lot to be seen in this Green Bay Chicago game. As far as the 53-man roster goes, there's a couple of things that I'm concerned about. So Green Bay are going into the season with only two quarterbacks. You got Jordan Love, who is, again, unproven in his first year as the starter. And then you have Clifford, who is the backup quarterback rookie. I think he's out of Penn, um, out of Penn State. That's it. There's no veteran presence there at QB. There's no insurance policy. There's no Brock Purdy there, right? No, no third string insurance policy for you to go and get. So I, I think, you know, there's some consistency, certainly with Green Bay's offensive line. So they're going to be able to protect but you would like to have someone who can provide some experience in that quarterback room, someone to help these two out. You're talking about a rookie and someone who may as well be a rookie. Granted, he spent time behind Aaron, but doesn't necessarily make him a veteran presence. I would be looking for bringing on a third quarterback, someone who can provide some help in that quarterback room. So that's where looking at the 53-man roster, not seeing a third quarterback, I got some questions. One area that you don't have to worry about with Green Bay is running back. They got two very quality running backs. The wide receiver room is fairly young um, with Dobbs and Watson and Reed out of Michigan State. So that wide receiver room, hopefully they have a better connection and a more consistent connection with Jordan Love than maybe Aaron Rodgers did throughout last season. And if so, uh, this 53-man roster on offense actually won't look half bad. The defense side of the ball, they got a couple of top end cornerbacks. They've got some questionable safety play and and their linebacker room is all right. I don't really have a whole bunch on Green Bay's um, 53-man roster because there weren't a whole lot of splashy things happening in their preseason that led me to believe that anyone special was going to make the roster who you didn't already know about. All right, so moving into Minnesota, and Minnesota is a little more intriguing. Uh, they are going to be taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's a 12 o'clock game uh, this week on Sunday, and Minnesota, not a whole lot of surprise there either, but there's a couple of things that I do want to point out. So uh, on that 53-man roster, they kept six wide receivers plus four tight ends. They're trying to put some weapons around uh, Kirk Cousins. They want someone for him to throw the ball to. And the names at wide receiver actually aren't that surprising. So, of course, you've got Justin and you've got Jordan and you've got KJ. But you also have Brandon Powell, Jalen Naylor, another Jalen, Jalen Rager. Uh, and that's rounding out your six. 
that's actually a pretty decent wide receiving core. You know, you've got some youth there. You've got some veteran presence. You've got an extreme talent, right? You've got some some rookie talent there as well. Some highly sought after rookie talent also that in Addison. Uh, I think that the wide receiver room in Minnesota leads me to believe that they may actually be better than what I gave them credit for coming into the season. Uh, I think I said they were going to be like seven and nine. That's probably short shorting them just a bit. I don't think they win the division. I still think that the Lions win the division, but the wide receiver room um, is, is certainly going to provide uh, Kirk Cousins some additional weapons where the big questions for them are going to be on defense. Uh, they have, again, let me step back. They still have some continuity from that offensive line as well. So everybody that's on the offensive line, all eight folks that they brought back have all been there since 2022 or before, right? So this is some continuity going into the season. So that portion, if they can protect Kirk Cousins, getting some weapons, you've got a question mark whether or not Matson can um, be the guy at running back and what that, that backup running back room is going to look like. But they got some weapons. All right, now that I'm off the weapons train, let's flip to the other side of the ball. Minnesota needs help on defense. Uh, so that defensive line, man, I, who's going to put pressure? Like what name sticks out to you that's going to apply pressure to the opposing quarterbacks? I don't have it. And the other place that you're going to probably need a bunch of help is cornerback. I mean, Byron Murphy Jr. is in there as your number one. And then everybody else, you've got Evans, Booth Jr., um, some rookies in Blackman and Thompson, like... I don't, I don't know, man. I think that that defensive side of the ball is going to be giving up a lot of touchdowns in the air. I mean, if you've got a fantasy team and you've got a quarterback going up against the Minnesota Vikings, I would start him because that cornerback uh, room is, is young and inexperienced. And I don't know how talented they are, honestly. I mean, and we're talking about not like talented in a general sense, but talented versus the wide receiver groups that they're going to have to face. So that's where I got question marks is that defensive line, how are they going to apply pressure and also that defensive secondary, not necessarily the safety play, but certainly the cornerback play is going to be a question mark for the Minnesota Vikings. And lastly is the Detroit Lions. I didn't save them for last on purpose, but they will be the team that you will see play first since they do play Thursday, like I mentioned in the opener. And the Detroit Lions had a couple of surprises coming out of the 53-man roster uh, moves or cuts, however you want to look at them. Uh, Steven Gilmore, Stefan's brother, made the team. As you could probably guess, if you've watched any of their preseason, he had a couple of picks. He played some really tough ball. There were a couple of pass interferences that he didn't get called for, but he should have. Whatever. He made the team. And that's dope because now you've got another set of brothers in the league. Uh, but he actually earned his spot. Again, this is why I tell you that preseason is important. Everyone is like, oh, well, it's just preseason. Not for these guys. Like he was fighting to make a team. He made a team based on his performance in preseason. Uh, also, there were some pr- surprise releases coming out of Detroit. So they let go of Dylan Drummond at wide receiver. They let go of Chase Coda. Now, if you watched preseason, then you know Chase Coda was balling. He's definitely not going to be uh, cut very long. Somebody's going to get him. Uh, I would would have kept Chase Coda for sure. And I don't I don't remember all of who's in the wide receiver room for the Detroit Lions, but somebody could have came off that board for Chase Coda to get a spot. Also, they cut uh, Sterling Thomas, the fifth. I think that's the fifth. Uh, Craig Reynolds, he was on the team last year, right? 
no, not this year. Craig Reynolds is out of here. He got cut. And then Adrian Martinez, the rookie, um, he I thought was going to be a change of pace as the third uh, quarterback behind, well, now I don't know who he's going to be behind with Sudfeld being hurt and Sudfeld playing very poorly in the preseason. It feels like they should have kept Adrian Martinez as that change of pace, especially when all you got is Teddy Bridgewater and then Hendon Hooker, who's on IR, who's still recovering from injury that he suffered in college. This is where I have a question. The Lions quarterback room behind Jared Goff is shaky. And this is coming into the season. So we got to keep, we, I'm not on the team, clearly. But as a fan, the Detroit Lions want to make sure that he stays upright. He being Jared Goff. Because if he doesn't stay upright, it's going to be quite the trip for Detroit. And their chances of winning the division and going anywhere certainly hinge on Jared Goff's ability to stay upright, stay healthy, and stay consistent. If they can do that, then they got a winning season. But there's definitely some question marks going on behind Jared Goff. Uh, and then wide receiver with Jameis Williams still out. And really, Amon Ron St. Brown being really the only name, uh, consistency, uh, player that you got at wide receiver. Of course, you've got Marvin Jones Jr. who's come over. You've got, uh, is it Josh Reynolds? I think it's Josh Reynolds. I, don't quote me on that. I can't remember uh, there's just no real star power outside of Amon Ron St. Brown when it comes to wide receiver. You do have uh, Laporta, who's in at tight end now, so another weapon that they can utilize. Jameer Gibbs, certainly out of the backfield, but that wide receiver room, they could use another wide receiver presence there um, until Jameis Winston gets back. Uh, Jameis, not Winston. <laughs> Come on, man. Jameson Williams gets back. Uh, Jameis Williams gets back. Man, I mess up his name every time. But that's why I would have kept Coda. I would have kept Coda because he is willing to go out there and ball. I think he could have filled in um, that DJ Chark, even though he's not as fast as DJ Chark. But he could have filled in that role for them and really gave them another really hungry wide receiver to go after the ball. But we'll see. We'll see what weapons they decide to use because they are getting the season kicked off this Thursday, only four days away. Whew. That's a lot. If you are a listener to this show, I want you to know I really do appreciate it. If you could share this show with people who like the NFC North or like football talk, I would greatly appreciate it. If you're interested in being on the show, giving me your perspective, hit me up. I am um, Headed North Podcast on Instagram. You can send me an email at headednorthpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can comment if wherever you're listening allows you to comment. Uh, I really do appreciate everyone who listens to the show. And I look forward to talking to you guys next week after we have seen all of the NFC North play. And we've got a better perspective of what we're looking at with the teams out of our division. As always, thank you for listening. I'm Detron. Peace. You talking about football? Yeah. Football. NFC North. Let's talk football.